Hey guys, it's Anthony here. This is Anime Declassified, uh, hosted by AnimeSecrets.org, and we are going to be discussing Chainsaw Man. <laughs> um, last, I know for the last few weeks we've only done like the first four episodes, and we were on a like a, I guess three week, hi- three or four week hiatus, and like we they just already aired like the last episode like, not too long ago, episode eight. And, um, yeah, so we're going to be reviewing episodes five, six, and seven. Oh, I'm not, I'm not doing it I got my two other, uh, Chainsaw Man users, or I should say, uh, my Chainsaw Man reviewers. Introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm the impatient one, Riz, who started talking before he introduced me. <laughs> I'm Clarissa. I'm the number one power fangirl. Power is amazing. So, when we left off Chainsaw Man, Power and Denzi were in the bathroom, and Power said, I owe you three copper fields. So, take your three copper fields now. And Denzi is left kind of stunned, and the episode cuts there, and episode five begins. And at the start of episode five, Denzi is uh, still in the bathroom with her. No time has passed. And he cops the three fields after some playful back and forth between the two of them. And he gets kind of, I don't know, would you, would you call it depressed or would you call it disappointed? It's more or less disappointment. I would say maybe both, but it's more disappointment than anything else. It it felt like he felt kind of depressed because... So Denzi did not find that electric spark he was hoping to get from copping a field. And he, he he wanted a connection, but he didn't get that. And so he he goes to his boss lady, Makima, the next day, and he mentions it. And she tells him, hey, it's only because you know nothing about power. Like, y'all are, y'all don't even know each other. Like, you only know her as the girl that dragged on a wild goose chase to get her dog back. Beyond that, what do you know about her? And he was like, true point, true point. I get it. And she begins to tease him herself and lets him cop a feel on her. And I'm just here sitting here thinking like, dang, my man Denzi getting around a little bit now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So... A little jealous, not gonna lie. <laughs> the rest of episode five is pretty simple. Um, Makima tells him there's a gun devil who's a really powerful beast that's responsible for like killing about what, like a million, two million people, including Akai's family, something like that. And she yes. tells him if you can bring the gun devil down, I will grant you. Any wish you want. Nothing's off limits. 
and Denzi's mind immediately goes to because uh, he wants more to cop a feel now. He wants to go all the way with her and hit a home run. So Akai and him and the rest of Akai's team, uh, which include Akai's longtime friend, Himeno, um, and then two other people, Kobeni and Arai. Yep. Um, and that consisted of a team that goes looking for the gun devil, like to begin hunting for clues. And the way that they can hunt the gun devil is the fragments the gun devil leaves behind from its gun is that pieces attract to the main gun devil body. So if you got a piece of his body, you can track him. Yeah, they're like little flesh, bu- little flesh bullets. And also, the uh, isn't it also says like specifically they are looking for demons that have it because a lot of times demons will because like if you eat it you get stronger yeah i don't understand that part as well so like if you eat a piece of a demon or did you eat a piece of that demon the gun devil specifically i think eating a demon or drinking their blood will like you know it'll uh It'll it'll like perk you back up. It'll help you regenerate. But I it's think specifically sort of... they said if you if you eat a piece of the gun devil's flesh, then you get more powerful. Yeah. Okay. okay. It so reminds me of another anime that I watched before that invo- it wasn't exactly flesh bullets per se, but it was another thing that like from a certain creature that if you eat its body parts, you get power. So it's similar to that, but it's not like the same thing as this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So their hunt with the magnetized fragment thingy that's like basically a compass to the gun devil leads them to a hotel where they discover a de- devil inside. Uh, Clarissa's all-time favorite person kills the devil in like one fell swoop. And well, they they end up uh, trapped on the eighth floor of this hotel, and they can't leave the eighth floor no matter what they do. Um, because they realize if they go down the stairs, they come back from the bottom stairs back up, or if they or the opposite of to go the other way, and if they try to go in one room. They see a door on the other side of the room of the hotel, but it leads them back to the exact same hallway. So no matter what you do, you're stuck in the hotel on the eighth floor now. There is no leaving it. Did anyone get any, like, Joe Bizarre Adventure vibes from this when they watched yeah. the episode? I yeah. Know, yeah. <clears throat> I actually... I was actually thinking... We should have had a JoJo here for this, like... We were missing Jotaro or somebody. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's the work of enemy uh, stand. <laughs> yeah. The next episode... I feel like not a lot really happened per se, right? Like, they, yeah. they noticed that the clocks in the room are stuck going between... 
like second 13 and 12, for example, of some specific minute of time. And time is basically frozen in that instant. Um, and they're, they realize they're completely cut off from the outside world. And so they begin trying to get supplies to survive living in the hotel. And I mean, I don't think too much else truly happens. Um, There's a lot of character development here with Akai and Himeno bonding a little bit and talking about their shared past, which I think is kind of fascinating. Um, Like, apparently Himeno is the reason Akai smokes, because they smoke the exact same brand of cigarette. And, like, they, they just have a shared history that's pretty deep. And you can kind of tell that Himino has a thing for Akai, but I don't think Akai understands that yet. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think he's kind of clueless, to be honest. Um, so... At one at the end of the episode, I think the another devil appears and says, "I will let you guys go if you kill Denzi and bring me his body so I can eat it." And Akai and I think Himino might have said, "No, we won't do that." While the other two are like, "Okay." If it gets us out of here, we'll do it. Screw it. Yeah, Kobeni and Arai were just like, no, screw you guys. I want to go home. It's like, let's let's just get rid of him now. Yeah. And that that's a huge struggle, right? Because they they can't because he's under Akai's protection. And to be honest, I think Denji has a upper hand on everyone else in the group with his unique powers of Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't know, Anthony, you've read more of this than I have. Do you think they could have taken him in a fight? Who are we talking about? Like, anyone on the team taking on Denzi in a fight. And when? I, I feel he... I feel he would struggle with so. a few of them, but not all of them. Clarissa, you think so? I think somebody could, but I, not in a way that we would think. Okay. That that's interesting. I I guess I can uh, Well, so it. like the first the first thing I, I would think of is, oh, well Aki would just con him or something. But would he really? Yeah. Oh, oh, we're talk we're talking just right in within. I thought you meant like in general, not within the No, just in the group of people, like the group that they're with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. No. Because not in that present situation now. Because the chainsaws I feel like are just too OP at this point. Which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um it's good for the group in their current predicament because spoilers, the 
saying something and it's how to get out of this entire mess. But on the other hand, it kind of sets Denzi up to be too overpowered for his own good, like compared to everyone else in the group. Like, he needs a foil in the group, I think. And nobody, I think, can give him that challenge. Like someone who can easily, like, take him out if he gets too rowdy, I guess, if that's what you're saying? Yeah, because, like, you know, I, at some point, I don't know which of the three episodes it was in, so I might be talking about a future event in, like, the next episode. But they tell him, they tell the group, like, yeah, if Denzi ever acts out, all we have to do is kill him. But can they? Just don't give him any blood. I guess. So, while this is all going on, the other thing that's kind of going on in the background, Kobeni and Arai start to get more fearful. And as their fear grows, the Eternity Devil, the devil that wanted Denzi's head, gets bigger and takes up more of the hotel floor. Um, and at one point, he actually just turns the entire floor vertically. Yes. And this episode, I believe it ended with Kobeni trying to kill Denzi with a knife, but Akai takes the stab instead, um, yep. which really pissed off Himeno. And Powers left trying to use her blood magic to stop the bleeding. So the episode ends with Denzi seeing all this and realizing the reason the devil wants to eat his body is because he's afraid of the chainsaw. So you know what he does? He rips it up and he jumps into the belly of the beast. Literally, because at this point, gangster, the entire floor is the monster vertically. Like you're just at the top or on the leads looking down at this big monster at this point. So, needless to say, episode 7, Denzi makes short work of the devil and kills it. Um, oh. Yes? Um, but it actually... <laughs> like, it, you say short work, but um, the entire fight actually lasts three whole days. You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, like, he has to, like, you know, he's going at it. But the thing is that, like, the turn that was like, oh, yeah, you get, you can't kill me, though, blah, 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 because I'm like, you know, I'm still going to keep going back, whatever. But, like, but Denji, on the other hand, keeps devouring its blood. So even if, you know, he's probably tired and worn out or whatever, he can't exactly die or his chainsaws won't retract because he's getting more blood coming into him. The more blood he has, the more longer he can keep his chainsaws up. Yeah, so it's, just, it's like an endless cycle at this point. He gets, yeah. he stabs the guy. Blood spews out, he drinks the blood, he keeps fighting. And for three days it's going on, while the guys at the leads are just like, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets uh, to the point where, like, the, the Eternal Devil's like, okay, okay, fine, just kill me, please. I'm tired of fighting you. Just end my suffering. 
Yeah, and, and that's where it ends. Denji destroys him. They escape the hotel. And they end up... They pull an Avengers move here, in a way. At the end of the first Avengers movie, everyone goes to get Swarmer together to hang out and celebrate, right? But yeah. in this case, they don't go for Swarma, but the group does go get together and go to, like, a ramen stop of kinds, and they get dinner there with everyone. Mikami comes, the entire group is there. And I think part of the motivation for everyone going to dinner together was not only to celebrate, but also to help Kabani and Arai kind of not quit their job in this group because of the experience they had. Yeah. And there's a lot of flirting because Mikami's there, uh, Power's there, and uh, Konami is there. Uh, and see, see, promise... So before the, before the three-day battle, he is promised his first kiss by uh, uh, Konami, right? Like, that's, yeah. So during the thing, during dinner, she goes to give him a kiss. And poor dude, I felt so bad. Kimono is so drunk from all the booze they've been drinking that when she goes to give him his kiss, she vomits in his mouth. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, no, they went full. Like they, they went, they went all in on it. Like it was censored and everything. Yeah, I, it first, when I saw the censor bar, I couldn't at first understand what was going on because I'm used to seeing that in a different context. So then it finally clicked. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Then so. Den- passes out from this scarring event. So, just, just for the record, this is his first kiss. And his second person he's had any, any kind of attachment with. And this happens. Yeah. If I were him, I would never want anything to do with her again. And in a sane world, that's, that's where it would end, right? But yeah. because he passed out, Kimono carries him back to her apartment where she's still wasted as hell yeah. and says, hey, I'm going to offer you the chance to hit a home run with me as your first to make up for what happened. And... I think part of it's not only that, but also she's getting jealous because at dinner she can tell Denzi has a thing for Mikami. And she doesn't like that she's not the first choice for him. So I think that kind of motivated the drunken offer here. Well, they had that drinking contest. I know that much. Well, the drinking contest, yes, you're right. You can see a little bit of that in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. 
Yeah, the, the drinking contest between Mikami and Himeno is really critical to like setting the stage of Himeno is jealous as hell at this point. You're right. But yeah, like, but can we just talk about how like, don't y'all think that was something odd about Makima? The fact that, that that she was able to drink that much and was not affected at all. Yeah, I get a weird feeling about her. Like she's got some major, major like power stuff. Like why is she's like always running everything? I haven't seen her like, like uh, she. You know, other than the one time she goes out and sees Denji, I feel like she doesn't go like into the field much, or at least we haven't seen her go into the field much. Right. Well, I think she's more the cleanup crew, honestly. And she's also the administrator of the entire organization, or maybe just the branch that they have the building for. I don't quite understand how that works yet, but I don't think she's one of the hunters, per se. Right. So, the episode ends with her offering to hit a home run. And all I gotta say is, what is with these cliffhanger endings at the end of an arc where Denji is either given some thing that he wants and he has to, you know, grapple with the lack of self-confidence to, you know, just run with it and do what he wants. Like, he gets really sad, he gets really antsy. But he wants it, but he doesn't know if he can have it. Like, that's, a, that's becoming a theme here, guys. Like, I don't know if it continues beyond this arc, but if it does, then interesting. So, what are your thoughts on these three episodes? I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the... Uh... I always like a good, weird episode where there's something that doesn't quite make sense. Like, the whole being caught into the, uh, being caught in the loop. It was cool how they did spend a good portion of one of the episodes being like, okay, so we tried this. We tried going through the ceiling. We tried going through the floor. We tried going out the windows. We made all these weird notes about, uh, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a different change. It was a nice change of pace from just, like, balls to the wall you know, crazy fighting and shit. Yeah. Uh, Anthony? Uh, I want to say that that these episodes were actually pretty good. I'm actually glad we decided to do these episodes all together because had we had had just didn't like SS1 at a time, it would have been more jarring because it felt like a long, like a very extended arc, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm also glad we did this as well in this way. I know our listeners probably expected us to do like a weekly recap, but honestly, the way these episodes are coming out, I can't see us doing a weekly thing for Chainsaw Man. It has to be when an arc or a part of the story ends. But anything else you want to add? Oh, what did you guys think of Kobeni and Orai? And Himeno. Well, as a matter of fact, we'll add Himeno to the to the mix too. 
Clarissa, I'm going to let you start. Okay, so since Clarissa's not responding, um, I I don't know. They don't. Oh, sorry, my my mic ended up getting muted somehow. Oh, go for it. Sorry about that. Um, I was gonna say, uh, Kobeni, I don't know enough about to really say anything about her. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, flips out a bit. Like, uh, Arai is. Oh, I kind of dig him. He's pretty neat. I'm really interested in Himeno because of this extremely dark past that she has. Um, and we haven't mentioned this. Uh, they frequently show her going to the graves of her partners, and she's mentioned that she's lost six before Aki. Or and was it five and he's the sixth? I don't remember exactly, but that is a huge thing. And, like, she mentioned at one point, demons aren't are scared of people who have their heads together. They're scared of people who have a screw loose, who don't think rationally. And that's part of why Himeno has this, you know, wild behavior. Because she's like, if you're straight-laced and goody-two-shoes and totally focused on your thing and not just a little bit crazy, you're going to get eaten by demons. At least to learn. That's actually a good analysis because, like, like we've like we've already known that devils feed off of fear. If you're like batshit crazy, like that actually scares them because we we saw this with the bat devil and Dingy's fight because when Dingy was fighting against the the bat devil and the bat devil was like losing and like you know Dingy was just going all you know crazy and going ham. The bad devil was was freaking out. He's like, "No, get away from me! Go away! You're you're too much. Go away! Stop!" So the crazier you are, like the better, the better you might come out of being part of the uh, Devil Hunter Society Association. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, no, that see, definitely is a really dark past, and this honestly shed some light uh, on like the background of the demon hunters and the organization of like workers that are out there trying to stop devils from doing whatever they want. So that was a nice touch I felt to the episode. One, one thing I want to ask you more, more of like an overarching theme in these first seven episodes. So when we first meet Denzi, it's very apparent and very obvious that he is just bottom tier society member. He's not gotten any breaks in life. He gets happy to get a piece of bread to eat for today, like one slice of bread. Uh, he's had no meaningful connection with anyone that's like a friend or a lover or, or anything. And he's been trying to pay down his debt. And I, I think all of that was really powerful in the first two episodes when we were talking about it. But mm-hmm. I don't... I still like Sainsaw Man a lot, so let me add that before I make my next statement. I'm not sure how I feel about the constant teasing the poor guy with the, you know, the cop in the field or hitting the home run and the way that it has been kind of thrown around. It, it just seems like 
it feels a little unnecessary to me. Like, definitely have some of it, but every episode or every two episodes having it, like, hammered home like that. I don't know if I like it or dislike it yet. My Zuri's still out on that matter. What do y'all think? If it was any other protagonist, I would agree with you on that, but this is Denji, I guess I could... I, I'm, I pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it because this, this, this doesn't happen like frequently. Just FYI, this is just only like a, like a once every so often thing. It's not like a every scenario, scenario thing. And if you get my, if my drift. Okay, so in the manga, it's not as saturated throughout the rest of the story, and we're just getting a lot of saturation of it now, but. Possibly yes. later, we won't have it as much. Yes, correct. Okay. Because um, stuff goes down, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So then my answer to my question is, for the moment, I am cautiously optimistic that this will not be a running gag throughout the rest of the season or the series. And... It is something I'll be commenting on in future podcasts, right. just to give my take on what I think of it now. Um, but overall, I'm enjoying the ride. This has been a fun anime, and I'm glad you brought it up to me to watch it. Uh, Power is number one girl, like, no questions asked. Denzi has such an interesting backstory, and circumstance that his character is really fascinating to me um everyone else i i want more time with them before i can tell you what i really think of them because right now i don't truly know i like the very like come on oh, i was gonna let you go um I like the fact that we've got these very, very um you know, we've got much more complex characters than you typically get. Like, example, let's see. Well, so one thing that I thought was interesting was like uh the part where it shows Himeno when she first meets Aki or whatever. Or when she has met Aki, and that one lady walks up and slaps her because that was the partner of that was like the spouse of one of her partners or the girlfriend of one of her partners that got killed. And talk about that in like other hero type shows. You would never think of someone walking up to Tanjiro and slapping Tanjiro in Demon Slayer because you and another Demon Slayer that I was married to went off and he didn't come back. Right. Yeah, it really does happen. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It just goes to show you that, you know, there are people behind... Yeah, you could say, though, that these are, like, background characters or these just, like... People like, but in the story itself, like, there are people, they have their own lives, they have their own, like, 
stuff that's going on behind the scenes is not just about you know it's about dingy yes but it's about but but every single person in person has some story that they want to say they want to tell you know yeah and can we just talk about how how <laughs> how much i love aki in the instance where in that in that um instance where like um Himeno gets slapped. He goes and like runs up to the the ex or whatever, and unknowingly sticks some gum on her on her shirt. Cause he cause like he didn't like the fact that he that Himeno got slapped. Hey, you don't mess with Himeno, man. Right. <laughs> and now, I mean, hey, I have props- yes. I'm sorry. Uh, you actually know. You go ahead. No, uh, what I was going to say a little bit ago was I forgot my original comment I was trying to make completely, so y'all can have the floor while I try to find my thoughts. <laughs> You're good. Um, what I was going to ask was, so after watching these next these, these episodes right here, what are your thoughts now on Aki as opposed to how you felt about him in episode two? So... He he's growing on me. His character is very interesting. Um, Aki kind of feels he's not a lone wolf, but he has characteristics of a lone wolf, and I like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more to him that I don't know yet. And I get a feeling we're about to get a lot more of it as we go on. So I'm pretty hyped to see where we go from here with his character. Uh, same for, like, uh, Himeno and Makima. Um, I'm not as interested in Himeno and Kobeni yet, or Arai. I mean, nah, I'm interested in Himeni, Himeno, but Kobeni and Arai, I'm just... They haven't sold me on them yet as characters. Did you find uh Kobeni annoying in her in her introduction in episodes that she's in? I wouldn't say annoying. He's very clearly in over her head. And doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I would well, she even I, said the reason she's a demon hunter is because her family made her get a job to pay for her sibling or whatever, right? Her brother's Mm. college fund, I believe? Yes. Yeah, because C wasn't Mm -hmm. the smart one in the the family, so C had to support her brother, who is smart, according to the family. Mm. And, I don't know, I I feel pity for her, but I also don't know... So she's timid as hell. She needs a job. (laughs) And she has no real skill or things she brings to the table that I've seen yet. She alludes to at the dinner at the end that she has a contract, but she wouldn't really talk about it too much. So that could be a thing, but I just don't have enough to go off of with her yet because most of the time that she's on screen in these three episodes, she's under the influence of the Eternity Devil. So we're not seeing her. We're seeing the effects of the Eternity Devil, really. So I, I don't have too many other things to say, except that I'm excited to see the next arc 
which I just watched it a few minutes ago, and I, I like where we're going next. I'm not going to spoil it for the audience, but... That ramped way up is all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah, it did. Jesus. Oof. Yeah. So, strap in, boys and girls, because Sandstorm Man's about to go full speed ahead. But uh, do you have any last thoughts before we wrap this up? Give oh. Nobel Peace Prize to power. <laughs> Give her, well, not I, she's incapable of winning a Nobel Peace Prize. But she needs a Nobel Prize. She's going to change the world. I believe in power. Can, can she get... President 2024. Can... I believe in power. Hey, we can't do any worse than our last couple of presidents by getting power, okay? <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to say power is just a force of nature that can be reckoned with, and I am here for it. But also... I think if power wins any Nobel Prize, it would probably be a blood magic type thing. Like, she does something with her blood magic that's revolutionary. Like, maybe maybe she gets the Nobel Prize. Well, she could for... stabilize people. Yeah. I was going to say that. She could, she could make the blood magic into a viable way to treat patients in the hospital. Will she do that? Hell no. Could she do it? Oh, definitely. So, that, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, if y'all have nothing else, we'll uh, wrap it up here and say we are animated classified, and we are very excited to see where Sansa Man goes from here, and we hope you'll continue to follow us on this journey. If you like what you've listened to, definitely check us out on Spotify or iTunes or wherever else you find your podcast. Um, and leave us a rating and a review on there. And also, if you find us on YouTube, leave us a comment on what you think. What do y'all think of these episodes so far? What do y'all think of Sandstorm Man? What are your hopes going forward? So, you know, let us know, and we'll see y'all next time. Have a good day, all. <laughs>